for it. You know, just to go back to the Trump years, because they, you, know, you had why difficulties not? there. Well, why not? Well, why not is because that's when Ukraine became so politicized as part of an impeachment. That's exactly right. And as part of decisions and conversations, there was one call in particular, the so-called perfect call that Trump had with, you know, Zelensky, which, you know, certainly telegraphed to the Kremlin they could do what they wanted with Ukraine, that America would not stand up. Well, I think uh, uh, Putin was undoubtedly waiting for a second Trump term, but uh, he's getting effectively almost what he would have expected then. This is going to be a victory for Russia. That is Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC speaking to former National Security Advisor, former Ambassador John Bolton, and taking a look at the situation in Ukraine with Russia's invasion and saying it's Trump's fault. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd District. He serves on the House Committee on Armed Services. He also heads up the Republican Study Committee. And, sir, uh, before we get into uh, what you're seeing on the ground, you're a man who has served in the military, you have an understanding of the situation. MSNBC, less than 12 hours after an invasion from Russia, has determined it's President Trump's fault. It is, is this the kind of coverage we're going to be expecting over the next days and possibly weeks? What else would you expect uh, from MSNBC and the and the characters that you just mentioned? I, I just got back, Tony, from the Munich Security Conference. I actually saw Andrea Mitchell there while, while I was there. So she heard many of the same speeches that I did. I sat through a number of uh, what we call bilateral meetings. Lindsey Graham took me with him. So it was a it was a bipartisan group of senators and House reps. We met with foreign leaders from a dozen different countries. And Andrea Mitchell knows just as well as I do from all of those meetings and speeches that the Afghanistan debacle last summer by the Biden administration is a black cloud that hangs over America's heads, but that both our adversaries see uh, as a huge embarrassment to the United States of America, but also our allies now now uh, mis- distrust the United States of America, too. So uh, that that's a that's the big takeaway that I found from over the weekend. Why is it relevant to Ukraine uh, or to the whole geopolitical picture? It's that um, America doesn't view us in the same way that it did when Donald Trump was in the White House, when Donald Trump deterred Russian aggression for four years. They see the weakness uh, of Joe Biden on a daily basis on the world stage. And that's why they're striking now. That's why they didn't strike when Donald Trump was in the White House, because they feared how he might react. They do not fear Joe Biden. I can appreciate that they don't fear Joe Biden. I can appreciate that they think that that Joe Biden is a pushover. And of course, what they saw in Afghanistan with that withdrawal, with that unwillingness to um, protect uh, uh, allies uh, as as a great opportunity, just like China may very well have with Taiwan. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, serves on the House Armed Services uh, Committee. Uh, there is no other way to see this, sir. This is invasion from Russia, correct? Uh, that's right. There's no, there's no doubt about that at this point. Uh, Putin has been playing uh, a three-dimensional chess with Joe Biden, and he had Biden figured out on January 20th of 2021 when Biden was inaugurated into office. He knew what he was going to get with Biden. And that that's why he's made each of these moves in precisely the way that he has. Uh, he declared two uh, large parts of Ukraine as, as independents of the country of Ukraine. 
He declared peacekeeping missions. He's sending in his troops to achieve that. It's much in the same way, although in a larger scale, what we saw in 2014 when, when Russia took over Crimea. Uh, it's all playing out again uh, in, in, a, in a larger way, but in a very similar way. We see that they have taken these two areas that they have decided are these independent regions. Now the Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk uh, People's Republic. Uh, These, of course, are not independent regions. It's just that Russia decided to name them such and then send in troops as a way of keeping the peace. Then there was, and I want you to hear this, this was Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey, a Democrat, being asked a question by uh, uh, John King over there on CNN. Do you think they should just put the whole package on him now? That you say you have crossed the line, it's not an issue of just the separatist areas, you're done, big package or hold something? Well, I think you should use uh, the overwhelming amounts of it now. You may reserve something like what I call the mother of all sanctions, uh, unplugging Russia from the SWIFT, the financial system. Uh, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, when is it that we're going to be clear to Putin that there are severe consequences for what you do when he takes the bite after this bite? I mean, we've even forgotten that for the most part, he's overtaken uh, Belarus already. Now, the Belarus conversation is is a big one, but there are two things here. What are the sanctions that are being considered? Has Congress been consulted on uh, those sanctions? And how is it possible that there is no discussion that Russia-leaning Belarus has now uh, said, well, Russia has said, we've got a, a military force in Belarus for forever, which is basically a takeover without firing a shot? Yeah, the Biden is going, President Biden is going to speak uh, supposedly at 1 o'clock uh, Tony, so probably, you know, supposedly in 20 minutes, he's going to go before the cameras and talk about his next set of actions. Uh, ye- uh, yesterday, the day before, he signed an executive order. I can tell you the executive order included nothing of substance. He didn't do anything. In the meantime, Germany announced that they're they're pausing certification of Nord Stream 2, which that that's good. I'm glad Germany is finally stepping up to the plate. However, it's important to note that there was already a pause on the certification until the summer of the completion of Nord Stream 2 pipeline. So what is Joe Biden going to say in 20 minutes? I, I don't know. So far, it's, uh, even Bob Menendez seems to understand that everything that comes out of Joe Biden's mouth has been talk. Uh, there's been nothing to back up uh, any of his rhetoric or talk to this point. So he, he has a chance to do something of significance or substance here in 20 minutes. I'm not holding my breath. But um, there's still a chance to do that. But let me let me make one uh, a final uh, point about my weekend at the Munich Security Conference. Uh, Zelensky, the, the, the president of Ukraine, flew to Munich and spoke to us uh, in the afternoon on Saturday. And he made a very, uh, a very important point. I mean, the reason that he flew there to begin with, leaving his country at a perilous time, was to speak uh, to the Western world, especially the United States of America, to, to, to say to give this message, to say, if you wait to sanction uh, Putin after he invades, then it's too late. But if you sanction now and hold him accountable for his actions as he's uh, pursuing the invasion, that's when it counts. And Zelensky was absolutely right in what he was saying. He was, it, 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 as this has played out over the last 24 hours, Zelensky knew full and well that if you get to this point, it's too late. Uh, it's already happened. And, and that's, what I, that's where I fear we're at 
at this point. There's still more. There's still what Joe Biden should do uh, is copy the language of the Putin Accountability Act, a bill that I entered. I'm the head sponsor of with members of the, of the Republican Study Committee. We introduced it uh, several weeks ago that that, uh, as Menendez said, it kicks Russia out of the swift banking system. It restores the Trump sanctions on Nord Stream 2 pipeline. I mean, that that's that's what matters. It designates Russia as a state sponsor of terrorism for their cooperation with the Taliban and Hezbollah. And uh, and it uh, sanctions Russia's sovereign debt. It hits Putin where it counts, where it hurts. That's what that's what Biden should should be doing. So far, none of his actions have come close to, to taking any of those severe and substantive substantive actions against Russia. Has the Biden administration reached out to Congress to ask their thoughts about sanctions? No. Uh, as far as I can speak to, Congress is is out of session. I mean, Mitch McConnell is reacting to all of this from Kentucky. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is on a on a trip to Israel with the freshman class. I, I haven't spoken with either of those leaders or heard anything public from them about whether or not they've been consulted, but it doesn't appear that that's been the case. And maybe that's why Joe Biden waited until Congress was out of town to begin with. Now let's move into where does the United States play in this? We know we've got forces in Poland. They're going to be dealing with those refugees who come streaming across the border. There's already been uh, the conversation from the Biden White House that we will not see American troops in Ukraine. Has there been any conversation that either one of those things changes? Is Joe Biden, based on what you know, going to come to the American people and say, we have an invasion and now we have to help our friend who isn't even a NATO ally? There is no Article 5 from a, a NATO treaty to invoke here. Uh, are we? Is there any conversation anywhere about U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine? Yeah, it's just it's unthinkable to me, Tony, that we would be even having that conversation when all of this is avoidable, the, the the swift actions that the Biden administration can take and all of the ways that I just described a moment ago, would I guarantee you, I would I guarantee you 100% would deter uh, any type of conflict that would lead to sending our men and women into harm's way. It's just as simple as that. It's unthinkable that we would be talking about that when the Biden administration could be doing so much to prevent it. But those things that they could do to prevent it would be the sanctions that we haven't heard of. We might hear about uh, today. But what does that do about these two areas that we're talking about already, Donetsk and Luhansk, which are uh, in in that Donbass area uh, that already uh, feel a little bit more uh, just just understandably, uh, I guess, ethnically Russian, although they don't necessarily want to be taken over. That's a conversation I can't answer. Um do they just get to keep this part of Ukraine and be like, okay, that's it? And then two years from now, they take another little bit? Is this death by a thousand cuts or takeover by a thousand cuts? Uh, if, you're, if you're Putin, you, you probably believe that you can fully get away with that. What, studying the actions of Joe Biden and the Biden administration, uh, it's also even more bothersome to think that, that Chairman Xi and the Chinese Communist Party and the, the, the PLA, they're, they're watching the situation and recognizing how terribly easy it would be for them to take over Taiwan at the same time as America bends over backwards and declines on the world stage and Russia and China are, are rising up and acting out and doing the things that they've always wanted to do because they don't fear any co- American consequence of substance or significance like the ones I described before. So if you're Putin, you probably you, you obviously recognize that. And that that's why we're seeing them move toward this uh, 
this long-held goal of, uh, of the Russians, um, I, I fear that this has consequences down, down the road with other adversaries like China as well. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us, sir. We will uh, stay in touch with you as things unfold. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.